Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. do solemnly swear. I, Kamala J. D. Harris, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute office of President of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. reason to rejoice you see everybody come out and let's commence to sing in John Belie everybody look up and feel the hope that we've been waiting on everybody's glad because the sight of fear and dread is gone freedom you see has got a heart singing so John Belie just look about go to yourself to check it out can you feel a brand new My son got married in Dear Ann We were very happy in Dear Ann Lambert. wife into our family. We've seen a woman Dear Ann She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. So then he's like, I need you to go home. I need you to collect your stool samples. No, no, He's stop like, you can collect your- it. You can collect it um, however you want it. Uh, just can't hit the toilet. So you can wrap your toilet bowl in saran wrap. And I'm like, what? I'm not like, I'm not, not going to do that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that. It's like you're short-sheeting yourself. You Okay, I know we're fecally forward. And we're sure. already coming out of the gate talking hot, about the poo. Because it comes out hot. Ew! <sighs> Can I, can I, Yeah. there's a part of me that wants to ask a question I shouldn't ask. How did you go about doing this? Well. All I can picture is the alien from Aliens, where all the blood eats through the hull. Okay. Was it like that? Um, I had to use a uh, mixing bowl. No, you didn't. It had a little lip on it. So I could pour it into my three vials. Please tell me you're joking. Please no. tell me. Look at me. Don't look me in the eye right now. Don't look you in the eye? Look or me look in, the in the eye, eye. But, the, but not too long. Too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes me uncomfortable. But like, look me in the eye and tell me what you just said was true. I have three mixing bowls. <laughs> I'm never eating a baked good from your house. Oh, ever. I didn't keep it. Ever. Once I used it, I was like, this is trash. Mark's like, what, what do you mean it's trash? I'm like... Are you nuts? <laughs> I'm not keeping this. You should keep it, but only make like a flourless chocolate cake <laughs> with that. You're, you're a flourless chocolate cake. He's like, so what did, you, what did you do with it? I said, I had a shit in the bowl and then pour it into three vials. You want to keep that bowl? I certainly don't. And it had the spout on the end, so yeah. for easy pouring. Easy pouring. That's, <laughs> that's why. That's why I used it. Otherwise, I'm like, this is gonna spill everywhere. <laughs> it's somebody's job to take that from you to open a lid. I'm sorry, that's a real gag. I'm well, no, even, I know I joke gag. But well, there's <laughs> there's liquid in it. To I think you know. 
It's so what, hot. I'm what so. It's. I'm thinking of the person who receives it on the other side, and they know they what they're have, getting. That's they their probably gig. have a mask. They don't smell it. I my left arm is going numb. Is anybody? Um, should I be worried? I, this conversation is actually this. I think. I think yeah. we've gone too far today. Wow! Right out of the gate. Congratulations. Take a sip of your Pedialyte. I mean, I think I've lost seven pounds. Oh, I'm so jealous. My kingdom for a bacterial infection right now. But I did do, jump on the Peloton because I have body dysmorphia. <laughs> because we're cutters. <laughs> and I was like, like, oof. Oh, this I'm is like, not- I have just torn another layer in my asshole from <laughs> shitting so much. But I think I'll go for a 45-minute ride. <laughs> and then I, sw- I swear to God, I took a shower. I'm like, holy hell! <gasps> I had such like, like... I was so sore because I should not have ridden this bike. And so raw that I just... In your A. Yeah. Because the saddle is not padded. Correct. Ow. I ripped myself like I'm going to rip into your mom when I... (laughs) (laughs) Promise? (laughs) Wow. I mean... I I am... But I found a new instructor. Her name is Jen. You found her through the haze of brown. Yeah, it, did. Well, as you're sweating out the last of the liquids that are even left in your body. Like, Jen, let's do some old school rock and roll. Okay. So you almost died to like chubby checker. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Aerosmith. Oh, I guess that could so. be considered old school rock and roll. It is. Is it? Well, but now look at Steven Tyler. He looks like Driftwood. <laughs> he looks like Fran uh, Lebowitz. I'm watching that Pretend It's a City on Netflix. Every time they show Fran Lebowitz from afar, I'm like, oh, it's a Steven Tyler document. Oh. I met her. Did you? Uh-huh. She's exactly what you think. She's exactly who she presents. She shows up looking just like that. Wow. The man's jacket, the man's shirt, jeans, hair parted down the middle. It's Can like you set the scene of how you met Fran? Was this at work? This was at work. I had to wait for all the guests to arrive. They for a party? Up. Yep. Oh. Hi. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time for this curmudgeon-y bullshit. I'm like, did you know it was Fran Leewoods? Yes, I did. <laughs> She's kind of distinct looking. She's very distinct. I'm just like, I just, you know, it's like she just walks in curmudgeonly, and you're just like, you don't really have a job, though, right? No, no, you don't. No. It's bizarre. You're worth $4 million. You've written a couple books. You've worn the same outfit since the seventies. You always had like this like nasty outlook on on life. life. Y- you're However, a I did like <laughs> the title of "Pretend It's a City" because it's exactly what you and I talk about when people are walking down the street. Yeah, and like pretend their phone. that everybody else has something to do and somewhere to be. Pretend millions and millions of people are in this fucking city, and you just stopped us all because you want to check your Instagram. Pretend that you can move faster than a glacial pace. It's a city. Still, people <laughs> I like are it. on the escalator and stop at the bottom <gasps> of it. Do you know I put... <laughs> this is perfect for our theme today, which is grudges. We'll get to it in a minute. But uh, it's... <laughs> I have zero time for it. And you reach a fever pitch, at least before this pandemic, where you have... You can't. I just... I can't. I can't. And I was going down the escalator at Penn Station, and I was trying to get that train because if you don't get that train, you're waiting for another hour sure. and a half. And the chaches, 
that are just gumming up these works, these like Midwesterners who are just like, eh, and they walk onto the, first of all, it's a moving staircase. I don't understand why the concept is so difficult. People come up to it like, stairs are coming up out (laughs) of the ground. Stairs are descending into the ground. It's like a thought process where they walk up to the escalator and they stop and they look down. And they're like, something has to happen here. So by the time they finally get on it, and then they're all standing side to side, which living in London spoiled me forever because they're so orderly. You stand on the right, you walk on the left. Not that difficult. Welcome to New York. I start to run down the escalator. I have about 30 seconds to get that train. And these schmucks, I'm going, excuse me, excuse me. I'm doing the angry excuse. Sure. Because the phrase is never a politeness. Excuse me. That's me pushing through. And they're not moving. They're not moving. And I was like, fuck this. And I steamrolled through. I put my elbows forward like they were natural cattle pushers. And I went, boom. And I crashed right through all of them. And just pushed them out of the way. Wow. Physically pushed them out of the way. I have rage. I know. No, that's fine. But that is a combination of Irish rage and city living. Yeah. And I also, she also mentioned something when, you know, people are no longer like stepping out of the way for you. They charge you. Like mm-hmm. they, they kind of like, you have to get out of their way. Everyone's entitled now. Oh like yeah. No one like breaks, you know, everyone's like playing chicken when they're walking down the streets. Like I don't have time for that. No. I will now just, I mean. I don't know what's going to happen when people start to flood back into the city. Well. Game on kids. I, mean, I have had. Almost a year to rest up and strengthen up, and my elbows are ready for some pushing. I'm telling you, I'm the best ready. was the thing that she said about the uh, artwork. Did you watch that? She's yeah, like, last night I watched. People it. aren't applauding for the art; they're applauding that you know how to shop. Yeah, they're applauding the price tag. Yes, it's true. It is true. She brings up valid points, uh-huh. but what I still thought was, don't understand how how she's she, famous. How she's famous, and she doesn't really have to work. She's like a New York City personality. After a while, it gets a little much. It's like, can we, do you like anything? <laughs> do you like anything? <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I can only watch one episode and then like take three yeah. days off. It's a lot of a lot of weight coming at you. It's a lot of New York, a lot of old school New York, a lot of put on, and then you're like, I'll just watch Bridgerton. Mm. Let me get this out of the way so All that right. we can jibba jabba about fun things. All right. Oh, but sidebar, have you noticed Christmas is gone? We're yes. back in our corner. I like it. Does it feel better? Yes. It always takes a minute for me to adjust to the feng shui. I like it. All right. Take a sip of your Petey Light. I'm doing it. I'm just reading it. Drink. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Roy Rogers. And I'm MTV DJ host, Duffy. Underappreciated. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Drinks. What? Cold. Are you ready? Here we go. Soft drinks, lemonade, water, cold tea. It's up to you. It's up to me. Cold drinks come in four cups. Gotta know the size before you fill it up. 
Biggie, medium, small, kids meal, keep it straight, it's a good deal. Use the scoop to fill with ice, never use the cup, take my advice. But soft drinks fill the ice halfway, no matter the size, that's what I say. Tilt the cup and push against the lever, keeps the foam down now, isn't that clever? If there's still foam, let it settle down, don't pour it off or your boss will frown. When you reach a quarter inch from the top, that's where you want to stop. That's where you want to stop. Instructional video. <clears throat> um, a, about recall. working at McDonald's? Wendy's. 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 In the 80s. Wow. How much more would I learn if it were awkwardly wrapped by a clearly very crispy woman? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I could work at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> I don't gotta... think either of us could. There's just too much. I remember trying to get a job at Ocean Grill once. And they hand me like this, just binder of information. I'm like, no, no. I just, I'm never. I'm a slow memorizer. I'm not going to memorize this. I don't want you to memorize it. Same by thing the way. at Planet Hollywood. I was like, I'm not gonna. I can't memorize all these drinks. And I'm I not interested wanna... enough. No, no. Also, you don't want to be the waiter that has to memorize people's orders. No, I don't want that either. No. I waited tables for five minutes. I didn't get fired, but I left early because I couldn't recognize the food. Like lunchtime, all sandwiches look alike, and everybody looks like a walkover. He got fired. That's fine. I I didn't get fired, but I left early. <laughs> huh. I, Interesting. When Good you paint it like that, I just picture you walking in and going, "No," in the middle of a service, and just turning around and walking out, which I have been known to do. Can you imagine having to work at Cheesecake Factory? No. Absolutely not. I mean, I think we've talked about the fact that it's unnerving that two, two like like six different variations of food should come out of one kitchen, like General Tso's chicken and like fettuccine Alfredo. Right, like Mexican and Chinese from the no, same kitchen. No, I'm not combining, so. yes. No. So can you imagine? And also, what I can't imagine is there's always families there. They haven't figured out the acoustics. I would, like, I, I would probably... <laughs> I would probably just go up to the table and after like the fifth kid has like hit me or screamed at me, I'm like, you want to know what? And like, that's then like, Patrick, can I talk to you for a minute? And that's when you say, I wasn't fired as much as I, I walked away. Walked away. Why? Why not? I used to have people um, when I worked at El Centro and I was the manager oh, there for God. a brief second. And some people would just like to complain. Oh, yeah. And then some are like complaining to get a discount and they're like, just like grifters. And I'm like, so what's the problem? They're like, um, I didn't like my tacos. I said, oh, okay. Well, where are they? Well, I ate them. I said, oh, well, okay. But you, okay. So what's, she's like, so I'd like a discount or I'd like it taken off the, the menu or uh, the bill. I mean, I'm like, but you ate them all. Usually when I don't like something, I don't eat the whole thing because I don't like it. I taste it, and I return it. Uh-huh. I just remember, and she goes on and on talking about, I just remember, like, the crispiness of this, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, oh, great. No. I said, ma'am, you've been here for four hours. You've eaten everything. <laughs> like, you've I don't eaten understand. all I, the like, things. You've eaten everything that's on the table. So, And you want me to take something off? That doesn't make any no, sense. No, but here's the thing. If you want me to take it off the bill, you need to take it out of your body. So whether it's coming out the front <laughs> Or the bottom, I'll be here, 
but you're not leaving till I get it back. The other side note, which I didn't realize, that she was going table to table dropping off business cards because she was a psychic. <gasps> I'm like, well, then oh, you should have wow. known what was coming your way when I walked up to the fucking table and didn't take it off your bill. You've officially lost the battle. <laughs> yeah. And you're a shitty psychic. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Sitting at El Centro for four hours. Oh, yeah, getting some work done. Yeah. She's like, where's my target demographic? Oh, here. Midtown Mexican. People drinking tequila. Dairy. What could go wrong? Who wants a palm reading? <laughs> Read my aura after I had this salsa. <laughs> Trust me. Follow me to the bathroom. It's we'll do a. See, I can't do the sound like you can. Ah! All right, let me finish. We are bringing you old school advice to new school problems. Hoisting the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby out of your mom's hope chest, rifling through them, putting them back, and trying to look like no one tampered with the lock. So, yeah, I know it's getting more elaborate, isn't it? Yeah. How we're unearthing. So, if you don't already, uh there we go. There's my warm-up. There you go. Um, uh, Follow us on your social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Instagram and your Twitter. Our website, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us all of your advice, questions, queries, comments, concerns to DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And, of course, our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial, where you can subscribe for a mere 3 or $5 a month and get extra tidbits and goodies in your inbox. Ooh. Business is done. done. Done for the week. We have completed the business. Um, by the time this <clears throat> airs, we'll be on the other side of the inauguration. Oh. Thank the maker, I think. And meanwhile, Army Hammer is just getting away with murder. Have you read? He must be so thankful. Every random celeb must be thrilled about everything that's going on in D.C. because they can just fly right under the radar. Army Hammer's like, I'm a cannibal, you guys, I gotta go. <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> if you want, I know that you're a nail biter. I'll bite him. Crunch, <clears throat> crunch, crunch. Shut I'm not a big Army Hammer fan, period. I mean, I'm not following him. I really appreciated him in the social network. I can't tell yeah. you what other, oh wait, call me by your, he was with a young Timothy Chalamet. Do you think he tried to chew on his fingers? Well, he's definitely wanted that peach, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Army, real quick. The next time you're rimming him, can you not bite into it? Yeah, because he's in the hospital right now. Hey, Army, real quick. The next time you're rimming him, can you not put hot sauce on it beforehand? He's, we've gotten complaints from his agent. Real quick, Army. Love the take. <laughs> the next time you try to Boston Red Sox him, um... <laughs> Just remember that we got to change the sheets. But. Yeah, and SAG has some concerns. Yeah, there's some hazard pay that we got to. Anyway, Army. It's only again, like 33 bucks extra a week, but. Great job, great job. Great, great job. job. Okay, back to one. <laughs> and action. Let's just reset that. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't know, the dish of the week is that Army Hammer. He, you know what? He didn't get fired, he just left. He just walked he away. He just walked away. He walked away from the J-Lo movie because some, some news broke that he's into some really particular non-Bridgerton-like sexual kinks. He likes to chew on people. Army Hammer would be so disappointed if he bit into me. He'd be like, what is that? Whiskey? Is that a hanger? 125 proof? <laughs> Ow, I chipped my teeth on that. <laughs> There's no blood in here. It bit back. This isn't... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
like eating bat soup. <laughs> He's responsible for the Rona. Probably. I knew it. Yeah, so I'm kind of obsessed with reading about the fact that he's like, um, um, over there, cults in D.C., uh, uh, I gotta go. Sorry, folks, I, uh... I like that they had an interview with an ex-girlfriend. She was like, I think he just likes the feeling of skin in his teeth. That's not awesome. So did Jeffrey Dahmer. I know. Look how... And look how that story ended. So did all the characters from Alive. (laughs) It's that movie where people eat each other's asses. I would uh, check his freezer if I were the police officer. (laughs) Wait, did Dahmer keep heads in his freezer? Correct. Well, that's just. If you've ever seen the police report, which I have, there was documents with pictures. How big was that police report? Thick. Thicker than the um, manual at Planet Hollywood. Not that thing. <laughs> I would still rather read what Jeffrey Dahmer did with his people. I definitely I mean, wouldn't memorize that fucking menu. <laughs> is that a problem? I think we've gone. We've, got, we, we've yeah. gone. We've gone. We've through gone the too panel. far. Have we? Have we though? We can never go far enough. But if we do, I'm telling you right now, I will remember everything because this week's theme is grudges. Grudge. But grudges in general are the theme, the things that we hold against people to use against them in a court of law. Yeah. So we're talking grudges today, what the ladies got to say about grudges. Some of them went real dark, so I tried to keep it a little bit lighter. Once you got into like 99, 2000, people were like, my, my mom has my, my plaid shirt and my Pearl Jam, and I, I, I hate her for it. Like, people were just angry. Oh, I didn't... I didn't uh... I tried to keep it 1980s and earlier. Correct. In my articles. I hear you. Uh, did you want to say anything about grudges before we just dive right in, or you want to hold it against grudges. me later? Do you really? <laughs> do you not carry? You are, are full you of shit. Serious? Okay. I don't fucking forget someone that didn't tip me. <laughs> I, <know laughs> I haven't been a waiter or bartender in years. And can't you exactly describe what they looked like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We never forget. I don't remember. I don't forget anyone that's been mean to me. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I forget nothing. I hold on to it. And then when I die, serve I'm going to transfer it to my niece and nephew since I have no heir. <laughs> but I idea. think that because my family are such Olympic grudge holders and we're in the relay race of grudges where we will literally pick up somebody else's grudge. Oh. Like that you can be living and they'll be like, I hate this person. And I'll be like, so do I. And that person could literally like give me a beautiful cake and, and a job. Yeah. And I'd still be like, but I hate you because my cousin hates you. So I'm holding on to her grudge. But then no one ever tells you how to like not do that. Like, oh, that's not a really healthy thing. Oh, no. No, it's it's completely unhealthy. And I'm letting things fester inside. I'm just keeping them trapped underneath my rib cage to be used at a future date. Oh, cool. But there's people that I hate who my family has taken on the helm of hating. (laughs) And it's just good to know that people have your back. Should you decide to relax the grudge, you can pass the grudge along. And that's called legacy. Legacy grudge. Although then it turns into some kind of like... Vendetta. Bowel obstruction or something. Oh. Well, I haven't had a good BIM in a while, so okay. I guess I'm holding a lot of grudges. Okay. <laughs> I just contain it all in my head. But yeah, I'm like you. We don't forget. Do you get this from your family? Do you know any people who forgive? Yeah. 
they just don't forget. So I don't know if that's still kind of no. The then you're not forgiving. I feel like I I I know. The biggest grudges I hold are towards exes. When I burn that bridge, I burn it and I laugh and I dance around it. Oh. I don't. Are you friends with any of your exes? You are. Yeah, some of them. Some try to be friends with me, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't like you idea. enough to be a friend before this. Yeah. Yeah. One thought of me more than. Um, I'm like, I think that you. I think we have a really skewed vision re- of what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> like. I think when you outed me to all of my friends, I think, and then you kind of like abandoned me. I'm like, I think, I don't think we have the same recollection of how wonderful that period was. <laughs> I'm like, I, my dad just died. You outed me to my, to my friends. Then you kind of just left me. And I was like, huh. And wait, I'm certain. Why do you want to be friends with me now? I don't. Yeah. I had a, a childhood bully that tried to befriend me later in college. And, nope. um, by the time I had gotten to college, like things had radically changed for me, and I was like, "Well," oh. so I went to this shitty fraternity party, and um, someone invited me to the party, and I ran into him. And he's like, he was like drinking or whatever, and um, looks like he looks like shit. He's like, "Hey, you know, like I don't know, like why we're not friends anymore or whatever, but you know, like I, I don't really know what happened." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know either." I don't. Know. I just looked at him like. Are you out of your fucking... I could detail it for you right now. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't you, know. You don't know because I brought the PowerPoint presentation yeah. with me. If you just give me a minute to set up the slides. Oh, you don't know? You fucking worthless piece of shit that now looks like 10 times worse than you did before. Oh. And now I'm like, I think I'll probably just join the fraternity up the hill that just launches golf balls at your house. Oh, strange oh. how that works out. Wow. And that's what I did. When I so that's what you, it's literally what you did. You took that's, the grudge as far as joining a frat. I joined a better house that is on a hill that overlooks your house, <laughs> and then just chucks golf balls in. That's such a good commitment to hate <laughs> me. I just write a barn burning email. Like I am so good at it that I really thought I should I should make this a service. Oh, and that if you don't have the words to burn somebody. If you don't have the words for your grudge, I want to give you my services because I can write an email that will make you rethink your presence on this earth. I have written like Bridgerton level emails where I'm like, you're a cur, sir, and you have no place in decent society. Like I will, I'll go deep and I'll find your mother somewhere in there. And I will, I've written, I wrote like a magnificent burn email to an ex-boyfriend once (laughs) and he hadn't called me in forever and he called and I let it go to voicemail obviously and you could hear him going hey I just got an email from you and I I only just read like the first paragraph and the oh 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 my god he was he was reading it in real time on the phone while he's leaving a message and he's like I that this is you don't. I, I think that we need to talk talk about some of that. This is horrible. Why? I, I don't know why I live in that place. I, I don't know. What are you saying about my mother? Like it was to watch it unfold in real time was the most delicious feminine thing I've ever done. Like witches in Macbeth. I think I've learned that number one, grudges are terrible. Um, but they're fun. It's like, it's like <laughs> you know, like 
it's holding on to a grudge. It's like, are you going to do the? It's like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. Are you going to use that quote? Similar, yes. It is kind of true though. It is because all you're really doing because they're like. Bye, bitch. And they're like, hold on to that garage. They're like, I'm going to go to the beach. And meanwhile, you're like, I'm going to fucking stew in my apartment all day. <laughs> I know. All I feel- fucking day long and teach you a lesson. I won't let it stop me from living, but I won't let it stop me from forgetting. I just store it away. I, like, I don't know if other chicks are like this, but we really are evil in the way our brains work is this was a wrong that was done unto me. I will store it in my brain. And I shall bring it back out about 15 years later. Okay. When the moment serves. Like we can sit and let something fester. And you think I that's speak a... on behalf of me and my family. And you think this is healthy? No, okay. I don't say it's healthy. I'm then saying this is what I do. It. Know thyself. I think it was what would <laughs> I think it was say? Abraham Lincoln who said, <laughs> Know thyself. <laughs> I don't know. Is some guy I who think Ben smarter? Franklin said and I quote, no, bitch. I think that's what he I said. I think it was Paula Abdul who said, rush, rush, hurry, hurry, lover, come to me. <laughs> All right, let's do some articles about grudge holding and see what these chicks have to say. All right. Right. This is from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, Monday, November 15th, 1982. Dear Abby, no, no, 10,000 times no. Your advice to Seen Red, who wrote that a relative had extracted a deathbed promise that if, quote-unquote, H showed up at his funeral, he'd throw her out, was desperately off the mark. Seen asked for suggestions on how to keep his promise, and you actually helped him. Abby, except for public figures, church funerals are not private invitation-only affairs. There are opportunities for individuals to lay aside the divisions that may have separated them in life in order that they can pray for the repose of the soul of the dead. If a reconciliation was impossible while one of the aggrieved parties was living, at least at the funeral, the survivor can make some sort of peace. The church does not bar its doors to people merely because they quarrel. In my opinion, the person who should be bounced from this funeral is not the one, is not the one dying man finds so odious. It's the corpse who, even facing judgment, cannot relax his embrace on a grudge. Signed, Priest in Chicago Suburbs. Put him down the chute, girls! Dear Priest, Sorry, Father. I cannot go along with bouncing a corpse from his own funeral. If H, who was specifically asked to stay away, wants to make some sort of peace and pray for the repose of the dead soul... Let her do so privately at another time instead of crashing the funeral. Agreed. Agreed. Could not agree more. Exactly. If I don't want you there, why do you want to be there? And frankly, if you're there, it's about you and it's not about me. It's about you trying to reconcile for yourself. And then if you genuinely wanted to make peace with me, oh, I'm getting hot. Like this is actually happening to me, right? Oh, who do I not want at my funeral? Let me start making a list now. Oh, that's a great idea. That's really, this. that's pretty productive. Yeah, like, I want to bar people. Yeah, have a bouncer at my funeral? Sure. Yes, I'm sorry, sir, you can't come in. Not with <clears throat> that jacket on. It's going to be... <laughs> like Steve Rubell. <laughs> Take your shirt off and you can come in and look at the body. 
We need 50 ladies for every one guy. 50 ladies for every one guy. Aaron McGuire's funeral. That looks like a cheap suit. You look like an FBI agent. You're not coming in. <laughs> Are you wearing sneakers? You wearing sneakers to this effect? Oh, the hot heels. Well, come on in. And I'll have a little red carpet and a little red velvet rope. That's great. Yeah. Princess Grace is here. Let her in. Let me see her. All right, she can come in. She's got a shitty dress. She can stay. Yeah. I, um, I've um. i been to funerals where there are people that shouldn't be at the funeral that show up. Should or shouldn't? Should not. Okay. And you stand there and they talk to you and you're like, this, ha- this, <laughs> this happened to me twice. And they start, I want like, names. <clears throat> The one was like when my when my dad died. The other one was when my niece passed away, and people come up and talk to you. And both times were very like devastating. When yeah. my niece passed away, it was I was absolutely devastated. Um, and some asshole that my family does not like at all is talking to me, like as if like we're at a barbecue. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it took every ounce because it's you know it's not my party. Uh, there you go. It took everything in me to be like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" To not to say not that. say that because it is just like I don't. No one here wants you here. This, is this person completely unaware? No, they're they, they're, they're aware doing, that there's a correction. Yeah, yeah, they do it to fuck with us. No, you really think he's that guy would come to that a funeral and he needs to that. needle you? I know that. Shut your whore mouth. For yes, real? Correct. How, correct. How do you have proof on that? I have about 25 years of proof. Ah, you see, you're a good grudge holder too. And as much as you're like, yeah, but it's not healthy to hold it there. Shut up. This you love different. this more than I do. You do. And I'm glad that I'm flushing this to the surface about you. So wait, when you said he was at, like talking to you like he was at a barbecue, was it just casual like, like hey, sorry? how's it going? Like, how's New York? And I'm looking at him. I'm like, uh, you nearly threw my dad down a flight of stairs after a heart attack. Are we serious? Like, we want to talk to me like this right now? What did you say to him? I was like, I'm, it's great. Thanks. And I'm like, literally like did anything I could to get out of this conversation because it was, it was like, just like a ticking, just like a ticking time bomb. Yes. I'm like one more fucking thing. I'm either going to like lay you out or I'm going to lose my mind. You could punch him in the face and be totally justified. I feel like in that scenario, nobody could fault you. I think now I probably could. Now that, and all I want to do is like punch someone so hard in the throat <laughs> That it breaks something. Oh my god! Yeah. Definitely hit a nerve. I just—I've never punched somebody before in my life, and I'm terrified of what that—that that feels like after the fact. Like I can see myself punching somebody. I see it every day. Yes, when you live in New York, you imagine it every hour of every day. Uh-huh. But the reality—have you ever punched somebody in the face? Yes. No, in the face. No. Where'd you punch somebody in the stomach? Doesn't really matter. No, no. Come on. Yeah, the stomach, the chest, the arm. Wait, multiple? The balls. Like you got in like multiple fist fights. No. No, no, no. What does it feel like to punch somebody in the stomach? Is it like hitting a bean bag? Kind of. Depends on the person. <laughs> Depends on how fit they are. Yeah. You Don't get into fight. Yeah, exactly. If somebody has a six pack, your hand's gonna bounce. My like, hand would crunch. Shit. I have very brittle bones. Sure. You can get some Beniva for that. Well, you know, somebody can send it to me. Patreon.com slash dear artificial. Sally Field. Hashtag Sally Field. Oh, good for her. Wow. Okay. So how did you get 
out of this without killing that guy. And frankly, you're already at a funeral, so hey. I'm really good at getting out of talking to someone that I don't want to. What's your What's your agenda? Like, what do you do? I am unbelievably social. I, I'm not a very social person, but at this period, I'm like, oh, my aunt's here. Oh, so-and-so, so good to see you. You find and a I way come, to dovetail. Yeah, and I get okay. the fuck out of there. And you were like, polite to him. Yeah. You rose above. But I mean, you said, I will never forget. I mean. And he's completely unaware. Oh, no, he's aware. But if he's even talking to you in a casual barbecue way. He's a psychopath. That's why. Wow. Yes. I probably dated him. Probably. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, you just sit there and you're just like, I. the thing is, I just sit there. I'm like, yeah, great. And I'm just like. I'm looking at the person. I'm like, I can remember everything you fucking did to my family right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're rising above it. Yeah. And uh, now maybe I'll follow you to the bathroom and then stab you 175 times in the back of the head. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then wash my hands with bleach and leave. I'm like, wow, that bathroom's locked up. I wasn't fired. I walked I just, away. I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have another one for you. This is a hot topic for us, I no, think. No, I'm fine. This is a nice um, counteractive topic to last week's topic, which was sobriety, which just turned into us telling drinking stories, which I loved. That was kind of amazing. I know, we had to do more. I have so many more to tell you. <laughs> three hours. You know, really, I'd be like, why is there an extra episode of sobriety? <laughs> and they're just talking about getting wrecked. All right. This comes from the Reno Gazette Journal in Reno, Nevada, August 11th, 1966. Grudge held 20 years. That's nothing compared to what you and I did. I was like, please. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, for the last 20 years, my brother has not spoken to me because he was not asked to be an usher at my wedding. Oh, realize now. It's I realize now, but they put O. Oh. oh. Yeah. Editors. Oh, realize now that it was a mistake and I feel rotten about it, but I was very young and I didn't know anything about weddings. My husband asked his closest friend to be his best man and he asked his four brothers to be the ushers. I thought that these choices were up to the groom, so I kept quiet. No one said a word until after the wedding. Then my parents told me what a horrible thing I had done. Although we live in the same city, my children do not know my brother's children. They are like strangers. I get physically ill when I think about it. Any advice will be appreciated. Signed, Learned Too Late. Dear Late, I can understand your brother's hurt feelings, but 20 years is ridiculous. You don't say how old you were when you married, but I suspect your parents are more to blame than you. They should have told you before the wedding that your brother belonged in the wedding party, and they should have insisted on it. If you think it will help, take this column to your brother's home and tell him I sent you. Ask him to forgive you and to forgive your parents, too. And please, please, let me know how it all turns out. And, I mean, I won't reply to the, re- the reply, but <laughs> let me know if you're good. I don't really give a shit once these things go to print. I would hold a grudge against somebody for putting me in their wedding. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> how many weddings have I been in where I'm like, I don't want to be here, and I just spent a lot of money on this shitty David's bridal dress? I don't go to a lot of weddings, period, mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I skipped a lot of weddings 
in like the last couple of years just because my job didn't allow me to go anywhere. Oh, excuse. Okay. <clears throat> and prior to that, I just kind of fell out of like a friend circle so that I just didn't really go to a lot of weddings. Aces, you win. But, so. but the parents were the ones that told her, why didn't you have him in, a, in your wedding party? If Why didn't you see this coming? Right. If, like, how wh- long, especially it- in the 60s, they were like, we're going to be engaged, a short engagement, six years. So you have plenty of time to plan yeah, was for this. this. The, were they just cramming? Yeah, at the last minute, they're like, oh, sh- oh my God, who Oh, shit, we- I just cliff notes this whole fucking wedding. Fuck, I, I didn't that. know that we're supposed to have the brother in the wedding party. Uh, who gives a crap? Depends on how old the brother is, though. How old is the sister? But why does it depend? Well, why did I just young, say it like well, Carol really, Channing? Why does, <laughs> why it, does depend? it depend? Why am I wearing depends? <laughs> um, well, like if he's super young, like you don't really want, you know, it's a young person. It's like, yeah. you know. Like you're not going to have a little kid unless they're like a flower child. Which I also detest at weddings. Agreed. It makes me nervous. Uh, it doesn't I make d- me nervous. It's like, let's... Go. <laughs> Let's I, move it along. Move it along. Oh my God. Like, you don't oh, have they're to so go cute. Home. Let me just tell you something about a flower girl and a little ring bear. They don't want to be there. Nope. They don't want to be in that dress or tuxedo. They don't know what they're doing. They're gonna they're gonna fuck it up. They gotta throw <laughs> shit on the ground. They're probably not gonna do it correctly because what? They're a child. So they're not gonna delicately throw it. They're gonna throw it like clumps or turn and it And everybody's down. gonna laugh because that's like, what we do. Oh, oh, it's weird. It's like you're fawning over a child and then you're waiting for this woman to come down the aisle and be like, Oh, I wanna fuck her when I rip that dress off. <laughs> it's weird. But you're waiting for a child who's dressed like a bride. Correct. <laughs> to throw flowers before the bigger version of herself comes down. Also fucked up. It's like a before and after picture. Yeah, this is like big. It's like there's a tiny little man in a, in a suit bringing up some rings, and then all of a sudden there's a man, and then and there's a Tom tiny Hanks. little girl, and then a, 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 a woman. And then Elizabeth Perkins shows up on your doorstep. And who just had sex with a 13-year-old. And, and she's going to... What about Big Two? Why didn't we have a sequel to that of the fallout of what that woman had to go through as she realized she slept with a 13-year-old boy? I think we should contact Elizabeth Perkins and say, How did you Here's, feel? Let, let me just tell you something, Elizabeth. The best thing that could happen right now is to follow your story after realizing <laughs> you just had sex with a 13-year-old and you broke up with some man who had a real job, who was an actual man, and let's follow you and your Mazda. <laughs> Look, Elizabeth, first of all, I love the hair. Great perm. Anyway, how did you feel after you realized that that was a 13-year-old boy and you still went back for more? Correct. Maybe the MAGA people are right about the pedophile ring. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Big two. I think it's, like, honest to... Think about it. How dark would Big, like Big's like, yeah, it's really fun. The piano. Big two is like, it's Elizabeth Perkins. She never got married <laughs> She's again. in she's prison. So, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know. She, she's going Mary to therapy Laterno, five times like, a week. Yeah, yes. Like fucking little 14 year olds. And she's he like, goes to visit her in prison and he's right. like, I have some more ideas for the toy line. I just want to like bounce off of you. I right. Know. She's like, do you still have that trampoline? And she's like, do you have anything in your 401k? Before you went back to junior high, because you were you were enrolled in a program, you know. She probably lost her job. She probably the thing is she probably she probably let him go and to his mom. And then she got in the car and she was like, "Fuck, 
that was fucked up. Like <laughs> just like the next like hour of her just driving home, just like, can you just imagine the la- the, the next <laughs> hour or so after dropping him off and after dro- <laughs> dropping Josh off? It's like, holy fuck, holy, just like like replaying their relationship. Fuck, that was weird. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my, oh my. Oh my God! Like she pulls over on the West Side Highway. I'm a fucking. Pe- <laughs> I'm a pedophile. Oh God! I had sex with. Oh my God! What does that mean? Am I a pedophile? What is? Oh my! Oh, just like, like, just like, repeating. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, like she's at Dwayne Reed, tries trying to get some Pedialyte because she can't. You know, she's constantly- can't keep anything down. No, she's like, she's like, oh, that'll be ten ninety five. Oh my God! Oh God! No, not that. Here's my card. Oh fuck. Oh God! Just like making macaroni and cheese at night. Like maybe I'll just watch Night Court. Like, oh fuck! What was that? For oh a- my God! Like For a- <laughs> the first month out of her relationship with Josh. Just, just is like the, just going about her merry way. Just like it's like oh, like I I like those embarrassing <laughs> things that. Like sometimes, like I can remember, like embarrassing things that I did. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you say it out loud to yourself. Yes. It's cringeworthy. Yes. So I mean, imagine her now. <laughs> she has abandoned a relationship, got into a relationship with this weird guy. And she went was out living with him. She was living with, like, they moved in together. They had sex in bunk bed. Like it's just, it's like, and then she drove him home to his mother, and then <laughs> and watched she- him. Change body size. Like, that's the other thing. Like, did she watch him go from adult to a man to like? No, to she child? turned around, and when she turned back, he was a kid. But he's in kid man clothes. I mean, at that what point, did you shit? What did I, you I shit? would definitely not. Like, I would definitely not. Have, that like, would be like a. Oh my god! Just like no, 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 and I would look around and see if anybody saw me. With this kid, and then I'd probably like get in the car, drive it to the water, throw it in there, and then like go home, bleach my hair, burn all. Like I'm like I'm quitting today, dear sir. I no longer want to work at X advertising agency. I gotta go, and then just be like, oh my god, just like a ten hour like hot shower, like oh my god, oh my god. Everything is different. Everything is different. And then she'd have to play back the things that she saw at the beginning of the relationship in her head. Be like, the trampoline. I should have known. Oh, my God. The jammies. The jammies. The games. The the soda pop machine. What the fuck? Just like constantly like, what the fuck? How did he get that apartment? It was so good. The bolero jacket. Why did I? Oh, (laughs) fuck. What did you do? A month into dating Marcus, you turned around. And, turned and he was a 13-year-old boy. I would probably, take, I, I'd probably like check whatever I was drinking and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? Is something in my... Huh. Are you the... And then he just keeps talking to you like the same way. Like, With the same voice. Like, whoa. whoa. Like, is... Or, are you... Hey, is this... I really think that's something that someone should look into. Big two. Don't say someone. It's us. But you can't this call it big our... two. You have to call it like, I don't know. Bigger problems. 
big to uh, Elizabeth and the clink. Or just like, oh my God. <laughs> but it has to be Big to what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> big to the aftermath. <laughs> big to there's not enough therapy in the world. Like how do you, okay. Hi. Um, yeah, real quick. Um, are you, do, do you have any time this afternoon? I have some time. Why? I need to see you right now. Okay. So, okay. So what, what's the problem? I, I, I don't. I, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> you know what? I I have a journal. Just start reading it. Just okay. All right. And she's uh, like, okay. Yeah. Do you mind? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh my, oh my god! And she like picks yeah. up the phone and starts yeah. dialing the police. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I would literally leave there and just turn myself in. <laughs> Look, this is going to happen eventually. So just take me now. Oh, oh my, oh my God. And then how, Then also think about Josh. The next time he tries to have sex with a girl when she's 16, <laughs> he's looking for like a you know 30-year-old vagina and 30-year-old <laughs> chest. And he's like, these are terrible. Oh God, that's all you have to offer? Oh my God, I better- No go- meaningful conversation? God, I got to go back to advertising. <laughs> what? Oh God, oh, I need a minute to breathe. Big oh. two. <laughs> Big problem. What if she like runs into him later and like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you again? Are you even in college yet? Uh, no, I haven't graduated high school. Fuck off. Okay, get away. Get. I'm. I'm in an orange jumpsuit. Okay. I wonder if we could get Tom Hanks for the sequel. Uh, maybe. Or like a flashback. Ah, we'll see if we can get some stock yeah, let's footage. Just, let's just see let's just move on. <laughs> let's just. <laughs> Let's just know that we've time stamped this. Yeah. Everyone knows. This is our idea. Big two is we're us. taking Big yeah. Two. <laughs> we are on Big Two. This is we're, we're co-writing. So on it and Elizabeth Perkins has to be in it. I think she knows this. I, I think don't she think she's doing to. anything else. She might well, you never know. She was in weeds. Huh? Oh, that's that? right. She's that was a lot. while ago. But yeah, I think we can yeah, get her. We can I love secure Elizabeth her. Elizabeth Perkins. I know. She was kind of like this quirky sweetheart of 90s movies. She, she had was, great hair. I wanted had, her hair. Quick. Quick. Yeah. That's what I liked. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. The Tampa Times, Tampa, Florida, Friday, oh. October 27th, 1978. Tampa. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Anybody, all three listeners who live in Tampa. Move. Wow. Save Tampa. yourself. Tampa. 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 Yeah. All right. Life's too short to hold a grudge. Dear Abby, all through school, I went with Steve, fake name, mm-hmm. although my mother hated him. He was a really nice kid, but he was poor, and my mom kept telling me that I could do better. She even told him to his face that she would rather see, see her daughter dead than married to him. Oh, kind. Well, we loved each other and got married against my mother's wishes. Naturally, Steve and my mom don't speak to each other. I recently had a baby, mom's first grandchild, and now she's trying to make up with Steve. But he's still hurt about the way she treated him all those years. Mom invites us to her house, and Steve says, I can go if I want to, but he'll never set foot in her house. He says, if she wants to see the baby, she'll have to come here while he's at work. What can I do? I can't blame Steve for feeling the way he does, but he's, but she's still my mother, and this terrible feud between them makes it awfully hard on me. Signed, down in the dumps. Dear Down, 
I hope you can persuade Steve that forgiveness is a mark of maturity. Life is too short to hold a grudge. Harry E. Fostick said, hating people is like burning down your house to get rid of a rat. Wise man, Harry. Wait, Fostick? What was his name? Fostick? Fostick. 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 It sounds like you're saying dick. Dick. Yeah. F-O-S-D-I-C-K. That's a Fostick. Dick's in your name. Wow. Burning Um, your house down for a rat. Burning your house down for a rat, which, by the way, my family would actually do. Right. Every time my mother sees ants, she's like, we're selling the house. (laughs) That's it. We're leaving. Oh, uh, like in-law grudges. Can you imagine if someone was like, I would rather see you dead than married to this man? Depends on the guy. Because I have dated some real Lulus where I'm sure, I mean, my family wouldn't cut me off. Yeah, but then you married the person. Exactly. And had a baby. Yeah. Well, that's happened to people I know. Well, and, then and that it, people hate that person. And then ultimately that person showed himself to, for his true colors and he was a sociopath okay. and has caused nothing but problems for the whole family since. Well, down in the dumps doesn't say that. She just says. Exactly. That. Well, she's seeing it from her perspective. Me thinks there might be more to the story than she's letting on. Why does the mother hate the guy? I exactly. I don't know. But I don't know. Now there's a kid involved. So it's either you got to fucking figure it out. And get over it. Or, I mean, you know, my friend, her husband, they were her family was not wild about her husband. And the weird part was I set them up. So I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> but then they ended up getting married. They had a kid. I think that there's some tension between him and one of the sisters still. I think the Sexual rest tension? has been accepted. <laughs> no, because she's a lesbian. But oh. hey, I don't know what uh, happens in I your mean, own house. Yeah. What? Big, big two. <laughs> Anything is oh, possible. Uh. <laughs> I, I want it to be called, oh my God. You know, but it makes you I can't wonder. believe what I did last summer is what it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> and into the fall. Uh. And part of winter. <laughs> He was there for a really long time. It took a long time for him to get that machine. I'm waiting on a fucking Zoltar machine. All right. All right. All right. I have one more article. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's get through this shiz. This comes from the Daily Standard in Sykeston, Missouri. I don't know where that is. It's Missouri. Oh, apparently. Uh, January 23rd, 1973. Man holds grudge for daughter and family. Dear Ann Landers, this is an urgent cry for help. Throw me a rope, even if it's just one single sentence. Our only daughter ran off and married a fellow we never cared for. I accepted her decision when I saw we had no choice. They now have a beautiful little eight-month-old baby girl, and my daughter seems very happy. The problem is my husband. He wants nothing to do with her or the grandchild. They visit me in the afternoon when he isn't home. Yesterday, when my husband walked into the house and found them here, ooh, he mumbled, Paul, and walked to the back of the house. You would have thought he was a repairman who had come to fix something. My daughter was heartbroken. I could see the hurt in her eyes. Neither of us said anything, but we were thinking the same thoughts. Is there anything I can do, Anne? My husband has always been stubborn as a mule. For example, he hasn't spoken to my brother for 14 years because he bought a furnace without consulting him. Last month, oh. he ran off an, he ran off an insurance... 
Wait. Last month, he ran off an insurance man because he was driving a Volkswagen and they aren't union made. We have no sex life. I clean the house and cook the meals and he pays the bills. We have no communication, no social life. I thought of leaving, but where could I go? I don't drive. I only have a high school education. How would I support our two sons? Counseling is out. He is satisfied with things as they are. Please answer soon. I hope I'm around to read it. Depressed woman. I was going to sign depressed wife, but the word that doesn't fit. But that word doesn't fit. Sorry. Is that really? That is really what said. I'm... Oh my! Word for word, I'm not making that up. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this went off the rails. <laughs> she is. She's she like, she needs some help. I'm thinking about what I want to do with my hair, and he hasn't touched me since 1923, <laughs> and I don't know. How to... <laughs> Dear woman, you don't say how old you are, but I suspect you are too young to dry up and blow away. Seek counseling for yourself if the mule won't go. You might decide later to get some job training and make a new life for yourself. Your husband must support his sons no matter what you decide to do. So please get going, dear. And good luck to you. Anne! She's like, Jesus Christ. I don't don't even know. I don't know where to start. This was about your daughter, and now it's become about you. And now you're You're at the the funeral. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I also like that this guy is next level grudge holder. He's like, that guy sold me a shitty furnace. 14 years for you. 14 for you, dickhead. I plan on forgetting you for 25. Hello. I hate you all. Don't mind me. I'm just fixing the fridge. I'm just impressed. My name's Al. (sighs) Hello. Hello. I'm just impressed with the ability to carry on multiple years long grudges. Yeah. I'm just, it's, it's an impressive thing. How do you even, I, at that point, then you have to start keeping like a Rolodex. Oh my God. And some Tums because your stomach would just be <laughs> like have rolling. no lining. Yeah. I'm oh fine with Every the time you like leave done. your house, you're like, oh, that son of a bitch that used to sell me Girl Scout cookies for his fucking daughter. God damn, I never got him in the first place. This son of a bitch, I'm going to just drive right through his fucking living room. Oh, it feels good. I'm feels fine. Good. I'm fine. It's I haven't better. shit since 1953, but God. Oh, fuck, I just soiled my plaid couch. <laughs> plaid couch! <laughs> It's time for Instagram mail. Oh my God. I hope it's from Elizabeth Perkins. I can't believe he did. He wasn't kidding. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Instagram mail. Instagram. Oh. I let him touch my phone. think of a better way to cleanse your big palate than with some mail from the Instagrams. Every week, we are taking an advice question from you good people, so for the love of Christ, will you send us one? Please do. Please do, official at gmail.com or Instagram. Hit us up in our DMs at official. Ask us anything. There's no topic that is off the table. I think Clearly. we have proven this yeah. as we've talked about your salad shooting ass. Yes. We're really That's no good. holds barred here. Really? We're getting a Q rating at this point. That's fine. So any question you have, we're not shy, are you? Please don't. Oh Please my don't god. Oh. oh, there it is. Oh, I can't unsee it. That's like when you really like 
Like you're like sucking in all the air in your house. Mm. Just like. It's a closed mouth. It's. All right. So we have one Instagram mail question to answer this week. And I hope to God it has nothing to do with Elizabeth Perkins or grudges at this point. I think that we've really stayed our welcome. Yeah. In the the topic of the grudge. I'm still holding on to the topic. Just holding on. Yeah. All right. So why don't you do it? Instagram mail me. Dear Pod, I love my mother dearly, but she refuses to use her hearing aid. It was rather expensive, and her quality of life would improve greatly if she just popped them in regularly. How can I convey the importance to her without treating her like a child? Signed, can you hear me now? Dear Kenya, like the old saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you can turn them into hamburger meat. Anyway, there is something here to think about. Maybe she just doesn't want to. Simple as that. Maybe after years and years and years listening to her children complain and whine all day and night, mom now has the God-given luxury of not being able to hear you by choice. I know, I know, I know. A terrible thing to say, and especially with the cost of the device at hand. We all have such a tendency now to talk so fast and change topics so quickly because we're all overstuffed with pop culture, overstimulated, overcaffeinated, and self-obsessed, and our parents move, well, more at a moderate to slow pace. They have nowhere to go fast. They don't speak pop culture or by text. They still write letters and keep Hallmark in business by sending cards for every holiday. They take their time to tell you a story you've already heard a million times. They don't know know the Kardashians and certainly aren't keeping up with them. Not so great at politics or understanding the CD player. Yes, they still have them. They have a jitterbug phone in their hand and a life alert around their neck. They get about four grapes and a cup of coffee for breakfast and they're full for the entire day. The volume on their TV is at 95, and they enjoy four hours of Law & Order marathons. Now, it has taken her two hours to figure out how the remote control works and another 45 minutes to find a station that plays something she'll recognize and doesn't contain stupid or crass entertainment. She can understand the whisper acting of Mariska Hargitay, and most importantly, can hear her. Maybe, unless she can't hear a speeding train at a railroad crossing, she's okay with her hearing. Speak slowly. Speak clearly. You're on her time. She spent a lifetime coddling you, listening to you complain about your thighs, boobs, and boyfriends, and was as patient as a saint. Now, all she's asking is for you to treat her as she wants to be treated. If she hasn't thrown the hearing aid in the disposal or flushed down the toilet, consider that a success. She will wear it when she wants to. And if she doesn't, just remember this. You more than likely ripped the hell out of her vagina when you were born at a time where happy drugs weren't even invented yet. That's right, you clawed and scraped your way into this world, and by now, she might be sick of listening to you cry. You owe her big time just by zipping your lip, kid, and letting mom be mom. Abby. You pretty much just described my jewels. (laughs) I'm listening going, check, check. If you added one more thing, which was leaves a film behind on every glass he touches, I would think you were describing him. I'm worried. He's secreting things now. He's at that age where I'm like, it's like the scene in Alien whenever anybody walks into a room and they're like, what is this? Is What's this? this gooey stuff? Oh, is that your second set of teeth? Oh, Jules. I feel you. I feel you. This is what Anne has to say. All right. Dear here. I hear you, honey. 
getting my jewels to commit to a hearing aid was harder than Army Hammer watching a Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. (laughs) (laughs) When he finally got one, he could hear a bird fart three towns over. After he shushed me when I was eating pancakes in a different room, I realized I made a grave error in attempting to make his hearing better. So, before you start down this path, ask yourself, will this make your life better or worse? How much do you value your lifestyle? There are benefits to talking to a near-deaf person. It's like talking to a priest without all that pesky pedophilia getting in the way. Before his bell tone, I could confess murder to my jewels, and he would answer with, It's in the refrigerator! If your frustrations outweigh your desire to talk crap to your mother without fear of repercussion, then set about convincing her to get an aid. More often than not, the reason people don't want a hearing aid is vanity. Show her that hearing aids are more discreet than they used to be. It's no longer like wearing a disc man on the side of your face. Thanks to technology, hearing aids can act as a Bluetooth, GPS, MP3 player, stereo projector, DVD player, and outdoor fire pit. It's pretty wild. If you show her she has the ability to not just hear, but to watch her favorite programs and order DoorDash all from her own face, she might be more amenable. When it comes to persuading your mother to hear, you may just have to lead this deaf horse to water and apparently make it into a burger. But I strongly recommend dumping all your darkest secrets in her ear holes before you do, my dear. Good luck! I said good luck! It's not worth it! Man! My father has a hearing aid now, and it took a long, long, long time to get there with him. But when I call him, the call goes into his hearing aid. So it's literally like the scene from Hedwig when she, like, picks up her phone by tapping her front teeth with her tongue. You know, so he can hear me like in the most center part of his ear. Like I'm in the middle of his head. Interesting. So you can do a lot of things with the hearing aids now. I think that he's ordered something on Amazon through his own head. Interesting. He's like, Alexa, where's my stuff? You can do, I wish I were even kidding. It's like inner space. <clears throat> oh, oh, you know, I have a trauma to that movie because I was sick as a dog when I was a kid. Talk about holding a grudge. I, he- I hold a sickness grudge with that movie and oh. Teen Wolf Okay. because I had uh, chicken pox. Okay. Teen Wolf was on every day when I was homesick and inner space. I had the flu. So I always connect that movie to the flu. I have a weird thing with Drew Barrymore because I had a sex dream when I was very young about her. <laughs> And also the song Easy Lover with uh, Phil Collins, because it was in the background of my lovemaking with Drew Barrymore when I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) So just as vivid as my dream with Chuck Ragsdale, I have a very vivid dream with Drew Barrymore. Keep in mind, I was a child, and Easy Lover still is a very difficult song for me to listen to. I did not have sex with Drew Barrymore, but yet somehow I still feel uneasy. I don't, I don't, And I don't feel quite right. I don't think she knows this, but I mean. You should write to her. She has a show now. Hey, Drew. She could hook you up. I'm really sorry about our hookup in my dream a couple years ago. And by a couple, I mean probably 35 years ago. (laughs) I like that you're traumatized against Easy Lover. 
She's an easy lover. She'll take your heart, but you won't feel it because she was an E.T. Wait, was it E.T. age Drew Barrymore? Was she a little bit? Oh, okay. See? No, it it wasn't like like Poison Ivy. (laughs) But it's like big. But you're a kid having having a sex dream about another kid. Yeah, we're the we're I think we're the same age. Oh wow, I'm I'm so sorry that it ruined Easy Lover for you. I think that's the more upsetting thing. Are you okay? I'm okay. I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what can make you feel better? I don't know. I think I do. Alcohol. <laughs> so it's time for. <gasps> Specialty cocktails. Specialty cocktails. Oh my god! What did I do when I was drinking that drink? Okay. Nothing will ever be Specialty cocktails. Oh! Put your pants on. I didn't have sex Why with you. Why do you Ray? feel guilty about it? I don't, because I was raised. Do you feel like you took advantage of her? Are you ashamed? I feel like I shouldn't have had premarital sex with someone in my dream. <laughs> well, this will help swallow that bad feeling down. And speaking of swallow, we'll get into that later. This is the bitter pill. Just for you from James Jules Ferris. He for holds me to you, Lee. <laughs> when he's not greasing up everything he touches, he holds no grudges, but he remembers. He always remembers. For this, you will need one and a half ounces of gin, one bar spoon of honey, oh. quarter ounce Campari, quarter, a half ounce of lemon juice, an egg white, and you're going to combine all the ingredients in a shaker and dry shake. That means there's no ice. And then after you're done, hey, man, I want you to add ice. And then shake it well and serve it in a coupe glass. Garnish with a lemon twist. And here are his tasting notes. You know what? Sometimes bitter can be a good thing. I'm not talking about the bitterness you felt when you got sent to the principal's office for squishing a banana in someone's new coat because he threw you in a garbage can in front of the entire class. Thanks, Ron Castaldo. Wow. We learned something new. Or when that principal took away your mad magazine during a free period in class. It was a free period, Sister Viani. And that was an entire magazine dedicated to Don Martin. Don Martin! You have no idea the damage you caused. No, bitter works best in cocktails, especially when you want to wake up your taste buds with something different and memorable. Most people's introduction to bitter cocktails begin with the Negroni. Three simple and equally proportioned ingredients that leave you refreshed and invigorated. So let's bring back the gin and Campari and have a little fun with this. A little sweetness from the honey, a little sour from the lemon, a bit of foam from the egg white. And most important, the lingering bitterness from the Campari and the bitterness from the fact that Mad Magazine never before and never again dedicated an entire edition to Don Martin. I never even got to finish reading it, Sister Viani. What was the fold-in at the end? Was it a picture of you throwing away my magazine? Yeah. Still bitter. That was from Jules. I don't know who Sister Viani is. I don't know either. And, And I'm sure she's a nun. I'm guessing. But she's a bitch. She stole his mad magazine. She is queers. Let's see what this is all about. It looks good. It smells very fruit forward. It smells like what I had to drink at the hospital when I was submitting my stool samples. Mm. 
I just thrilled three vials. I just filled them. I like the... Oh, there it is again. You just want to lock my jaw up. Burn it. I like that it's a little bit foamy. Um, The color is very nice light pink ahead of Valentine's Day. St. Valentine's Day is around the corner. How are you preparing to not celebrate? It's a very dry finish. I know. It's like it makes you go, ah. Yeah. It's got a pucker. It's a, it ah. literally like dries out your mouth. Which it's I like. Interesting. I have a weird thing about that. Um, it's a quirk. It's like a textural thing. It's like the redder, that that like dark red wine that sucks all the moisture out of your okay. face and it just okay. makes you, mm, ah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Does this go, does this go well with Pedialyte? We should have mixed Pedialyte with this. This is the first drink I've had in seven days. How does it feel? You're going to get instantly trashed. Well. Off a shooter. A shooter? A shooter. A salad hey, shooter. Hey, such a shooter. Uh, I don't think you know what that means. Hey, Mickey. You're quite the shooter in bed. Oh, wait, That's what? Disgusting. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The first, oh my God, of you being Elizabeth Perkins turning around and seeing Tom Hanks turning back, turning again. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is I just don't see that that was like her reaction. Like, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. I Wistful looked, is I not looked, the right word. I would have walked so fast as if I had fiery diarrhea coming out of my stockings and into that car and then just screamed, <laughs> oh true. my god like realize you just realize that he is in fact a 13 year old that you just had a sexual relationship with it, not only sexual like? but emotional extensive <sighs> I don't even know if I could drive because I feel like my I would lose all sensation in my, all of my appendages <laughs> like I just feel like I just need a minute I need a like I'd have I would, this would all be out loud by the way I need a minute I just need a minute I'm not gonna go anywhere I'm not going to go anywhere. And then she just tries. I'll just find something on the radio. <laughs> Teenage dream tonight. No, not that song. <laughs> Skid marks on the road. It's going to be like, Elizabeth, I want you to watch this. Just slide over some videos of Viola Davis. That's what we're looking for. That's where we're starting. That's, That's where we're, we're starting. We're starting. So just think blackout in the car. We hear your breathing. Um <sighs> I think just like just like from the back of her head, and then you just hear, like obviously like the obligatory like head on the steering wheel, and then someone's like, "Gotta move the car." <laughs> <laughs> you can't be parked here. This is a no parking zone. Street cleaning lady. I didn't fuck him on purpose. I didn't know. Oh god. He was thirty five. He was thirty five. I didn't know. I didn't know. He was 35 10 minutes ago. I swear to God, I'm not on meth. <laughs> Please just take me to your nearest police station. I just want to make a confession. I just want someone want to love me as an adult. Damn it. I ruined my three-year relationship for this. I fucked a teenager. <laughs> I was about to get engaged. I ran to Texas and back, but Josh can't. <laughs>